Welcome back to another episode of Free Basketball. I am your host, back from vacation, extended vacation. We went there for three or four days, enjoyed it so much. P.S. I also hit at the casino. So we extended it for another four days because we could afford another uh, house rental. Uh, So it's back. It's nice to be back with you, Daniel. Tired of doing all the solo stuff. Cody will not be here with us tonight. He's actually in a wedding for a good friend of ours in New Orleans. So I'm sure he's having a good time there. But he will hope to be back with us next week as we talk about the NBA playoffs. Yes, I know. For the last couple weeks, it's been March Madness. But... March Madness is about to be over, which has been an abysmal March Madness for me. We don't have to go into that now. Maybe I'll save that for a later episode this week. Uh, but we are getting back into the NBA, our baby. And Daniel's here. We're going to talk about our baby. Uh, but first, if you've listened to us at all, you know that Daniel Greer is a notorious and self-proclaimed dookie head or duke boy. Dookie head. (laughs) (laughs) After last night's soul crushing loss to North Carolina in the final four, Coach K is done. How are we doing today, Daniel? Have you survived or are you still, does your head hurt? Are you a little groggy today? How do you feel? So um, not (laughs) groggy at all. Uh, I was, um, surprisingly dealt with it better than I, than I thought I was going to, in all honesty. Um, I, I get more affected by games I play in and that's probably the athlete in me than the fan. I'm more affected by stupid basketball games that I play in as a 38 year old man than I do my teams that I enjoy seeing and watching all year. So the four point loss sucked. It was great for for me personally because I had a lot of uh, money tied into a lot of the outcomes, and I hit on everything. Um, I had a great night betting, by the way. But I, I eighteen year olds, I don't I don't put too much stock into them for the simple fact that they're eighteen. They're my team, but I hated it this one time because of Coach K, and I wanted him to go out the right way. He still went hmm. to the final four further than most people expected him to go. So that I, I think that he was playing with house money at that point, but the, the people that hate on Duke is, is comical. So I wanted to kind of shove it in their face one more time because a lot yeah. of people like John Shire and they think that Duke's going to turn to the, you know, how you go from a, a bad guy to a good guy in wrestling. They're going to think that it's going to go that way. And I don't, I don't think that. Yeah. But I want them to be, I want Coach K to be able to shove it in their face one more time. But in the end, I, I really do think it was fitting, fitting that they lost uh, the chance uh, to have the last home game in Durham. They lost it to North Carolina, got blown out. And then this game it sucked. But in the <laughs> end, I think it was fitting that your biggest rival put you out in your magical run. Because in the end, it's all cool to have that cool storybook ending and Coach K walks off and everybody still hates him. But now you get put out by a rival. I I think a lot of times defeat is so fun, though. Yeah, yeah. I think everything has proven the past couple weeks is that hating on people has never been more evident than it has been right now. 
everyone hates on everything and it's just like usually i can just ignore it it's not a problem i don't care but it's getting to be too much like people just will take any excuse to complain or hate about anything and especially coach k last night like really did we expect him to end with a championship i mean how rare is that yeah like it's just very rare and so now everybody's dumping on him and i get it and if it's your thing fine uh but he is the greatest college basketball coach of all time as much as you dislike him and i like making fun of duke and daniel for (laughs) it but facts are facts and I actually think one of the reasons Duke lost last night is because John Shire and that bench is below level and Coach K is by himself. I'm a firm believer that John Shire has been the actual coach for the past two or three seasons. Mm. So to me, Duke isn't going anywhere. And right. I would actually expect Duke to return back to the same spot next year because I think John Shire has just kind of been like giving Coach K his flowers, not wanting to step on his toes as he moves aside. But Shire is going to take over and going to keep that, keep Duke ascending. Uh, maybe not ascending, but keep them at the level they're at, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think Shire's actually been the coach for the past couple seasons. And it seems evident. I mean, you watch some stuff that happened last night late. He's jumping onto the court to call out stuff while Kay's sitting in that chair. So not saying that Kay has whatever, like he was done, but. Like it was obviously Shire. And I think that was a huge disadvantage being on that sideline. Who's the guy they probably listen to the most over Kay. Who's kind of like the figurehead, right? You know, he's the Pope of the basketball program. Um, Yeah. Well on that, like I've always said that coach K is not an X's and O's guy. He never has been. I've never been wowed by that, but it's just like anything else. Being a college coach, being a coach in general, at a you know major level, whether it's in college or whether it's actually the pros professionally, I really do think that you are the CEO. You're the face. You're the you're the guy who has to keep everybody on the same page, rowing the boat in the right direction. And that's what Coach K does a really good job of. But to your point, I think John Shire is the X's and O guys. Me and me and you argued, not argue. We went we we exchanged texts last night, and you thought they should play a certain way, and I thought differently. And in the end, I think your your way worked out better. But that's how it works. Usually in coaching is you say, no, I think this way. Well, let's try this because I think this might be a good way of doing it. And I do think that your, your, your point in that might actually be really valid because he wasn't, you know, Shire was not able to be next to, you know, coach as much as he usually is. And so maybe that was a chance to, you know, miss out on opportunities to change some things. But either way, in the end, uh, Duke did not play well. North Carolina did. The magical, se- magical season's over. I really think that that hurts the ratings. I don't think many people care as much anymore about you know, North Carolina, who's probably going to lose by 15 to Kansas, and Kansas is terrible. Ooh, ooh. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – maybe a way to talk about it. I'm not sure if I want to deep dive into that just yet because I do – I didn't want this to be a super long podcast because we're going to have a monster next week talking yeah. about the play NBA playoffs starting. Um, so let's do a little brief thing. We'll kind of cut the March Madness down. I'll go more in depth in that later this week, probably when I have time to digest how awful my March was this year um, and look to next year anyways. But NBA season, this is basically the last week for most teams. Most teams are at 78, 77 games. 
And this is the last week of the regular seasons for a lot of teams. I believe uh, the play-in starts on the 11th. Is that what you said it was? Yeah, the 11th. Yep. So playoffs get next week. It's just a great rollover from March Madness in the NBA playoffs. It kind of like my appetizer to get into the entree of the NBA playoffs. So I did want to look at kind of the standings where we're at. Now, I know we're pretty much set on playoff teams and play-in teams, quote-unquote. But I do want to kind of ask you, going into this last final week, is there an interesting what-if going on in these standings that kind of, not to hit stay, say standings a million times, but that stands out to you? Are you most interested by some sort of jockeying in the last week of the NBA regular season? Yeah, I think there's a lot to watch for uh, because I do think that there's so much that's happening on both sides, whether it's the east or the west. But the one thing that I am paying attention to is to see, are the Lakers actually going to just be trash the rest mm. of the way? They have, what, five games left. They have a chance to make the play-in game. They just got back Anthony Davis. They would really ha realistically have a chance to beat New Orleans, right? You're playing at New Orleans, and then you just have to beat Minnesota or the Clippers to get that last spot. And at that point, if they're able to win those two games to get in the playoffs, that's a two-game win streak going into Phoenix, who Phoenix just put up a, a dud against the Grizzlies, against their second, third G League team, whoever they were playing. I think that Phoenix is suspect as well, but I also think that that would give them the, the right momentum to head into the playoffs. And I think that the Lakers suck, but momentum is the king. That would be a huge turnaround from where they are right now, as well as, you know, I'm watching the Lakers and trying to figure out how in the world can I get them into the 11th worst record overall? That's all I need is the 11th worst record. It seems like you have a, your motivation behind wanting the Lakers to yes. have a little uh, run in them to make the playoffs is very evident because right. I think they're done. LeBron, I mean, when this when we produce this, you everyone in the world has known that LeBron is not playing against the Nuggets, and he's because of that nagging ankle injury. I think they're done. Yeah. I think they're they're folded up. LeBron got his uh, points. Um, points leader, whatever. Um, and I, I just kind of think he's done. Like he's done stat chasing for all these historical records for this season. And I think he's just like, he came out April's fools and said, that's it folks. We'll see you yeah. in the fall. And I don't think that's actually an April fools joke. <laughs> I think he cleverly put it out there because people would assume it was an April fools joke when in all actuality, he really meant it. See you guys in the fall. He's toast. He's done. Lakers aren't making the playoffs, uh, but it is interesting because the Spurs, how the Spurs make it. Um, and I, I do have actually want to discuss something about the play in at the end, if I can remember. Uh, but the thing I'm most interested by is kind of like the four, five, six of the EC, the set of the Eastern uh, standings. We got the 76 at 47 and 30, the Raptors 45, 32, the Bulls 45, 33. Do you think anybody is jockeying in or out of position of four or five so they can either play the 76ers or get out of potentially playing the Celtics? Um, if you were the Raptors, would you lose on purpose to play the Celtics, who you maybe match up better against? Um, or would you rather stick and play the 76ers going into the playoffs in the four or five matchup? 
I would much rather play the Celtics. You know who they are. Mm. Uh, I think the 76ers are the wild card of the Eastern Conference. And I think that we look at Brooklyn. Yes, they're having their issues, right? We all know they have their own issues. But in the end of the day, you know what Kevin Durant, you know what Kyrie's going to bring, no matter if they have Ben Simmons or not. I know that with those two dudes, they have a chance to win a championship. They might Mm. not look like it, and they might have struggled all year. But I also know that James Harden is really, really good when he somehow figures it out, when he learns that he is more of a passer than a facilitator or that he is a facilitator instead of like maybe a scorer in this style of offense. So that scares me. And I would rather try to take my chance of not having someone else go off besides Jason Tatum and had, and take them out in four of the seven games. I, I really do think that you have a better chance against the Celtics overall. Yeah. That's interesting because the Celtics have been red hot since January, basically, but for the Raptors, if we're specifically talking about the Raptors, I like their matchup better (laughs) against the Celtics and with the injuries that the Celtics are starting to pile up to key guys. um, It's a good matchup. I think that would be a really interesting first round matchup Celtics Raptors. And I'm also a big fan of Bulls 76ers. Uh, Give me all of that one. Uh, But what, uh, is there any other kind of standings things that you're interested in by the final week? Because I do have one gross one that I'm (laughs) very interested by. So I'm watching the decline of Utah, right? Utah is, they're good, but they're not good. Like they are Jekyll Hyde. (laughs) But getting into a seven game series with a team that has Donovan Mitchell, right? Who can score flat out, just be a score. You have a guy that is Rudy Gobert, who is a matchup problem. Okay. He might not be the guy that you would want through the entire playoffs, but in a, in a one series, I think that he causes issues and I'm watching them and seeing where are they going? Like, I know that the Grizzlies are not going to play either Utah or Denver or even Dallas, obviously like that, that fall that they're doing, there's an issue there because Golden State, what do they do with it? Dallas, what do they do with that? And who knows what's going to happen with Denver? So I, I think both sides, that that four, five, six is crazy because there's going to be a lot of movement, especially they're all so close to each other. And with these games remaining, when do you play your guys? When do you not play your guys? And so I don't know. It, it's going to be it's going to be a great crazy, and I think it's going to be a fun time for the rest of the way. Yeah, that is probably the that's probably the greatest standing thing to look at because Dallas sitting in fourth 48 and 30. I mean, the Warriors are just a, a game above that 49 and 29 jazz Denver tied at the same record. And with the Timberwolves two wins behind sitting in the play in, I mean, come on how like Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> I tweeted last night about them choking another large double digit lead, which I'm pretty sure is their second in a yeah. week and a half. Um, I think it was like a 23.1 against the Clippers. And at one point, I believe they were up by 21 on the Warriors before Warriors hit like eight straight threes or whatever. Um, And you can just see it on Donovan Mitchell's face. Like he's like, again, this is happening to me again. And four games, I know it's not going to happen, but can I live in a fantasy world where 
the Timberwolves make it up to the six, Denver moves to the five, and Utah drops to the seven play-in wow. and plays against the Clippers? Come on. Like, that is a dream. for I, I, I'm being petty just because of what they did to the Grizzlies last year in the first round, but come on. That's yeah. a dream. That would be awesome. I, I think it's probably set to where it is. It's hard to make up two games and four, <laughs> four remaining. But just the idea that the Jazz could completely implode going from a top being the number one team in the West last year, dropping all the way down to a seven seed with essentially the same team, except the Joe Ingles injury, which I knew back then when Joe Ingles got injured, that was a big deal. Um, And they panic traded him away to try to fit pieces to kind of fill his spot. You can't fill his spot. I don't care if he's 40 or near 40. He was a very crucial part to what they do, and now it's starting to show. So I think that is very interesting to kind of reverse ends on the poo-poo platter of that. (laughs) I am very interested by the race to the top three seeds or the top three picks of the NBA draft. We have two teams fighting at 20 and 58, the Houston Rockets, Orlando Magic. Houston thought they had this baby sealed up. They had given up for three months. But here come the Magic storming in. And then all of a sudden, Detroit decides they're going to start competing and winning games. Way (laughs) to go, guys. Wow. Um, All of a sudden, they decide to become a cover machine and win outright. Like, Dwayne Casey, congrats, buddy. Like, what are you trying to prove? Um, I guess they are making their beds better, so he decided to reward them with wins. Uh, But we got OKC and (laughs) Detroit. Uh, 22 wins. Detroit, 56 losses. OKC 55 losses. So we have a race to the top three. Um, and we didn't even talk about all this slander that Paolo Bancaro was getting from uh, quote unquote notable media members, which is Bobani. the worst. He's the we'll, worst. We'll talk about that at another time when we get to draft season because it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Um, but I am super interested by the race to the bottom. If you are talking about race to the bottom, are you going for Chet, Jabari, or Bancaro? Who would you pick? Let's just throw it out there. So I like Jabari, but I, I feel like that um, really Paolo has a better ceiling, in, in, in my opinion, because I think he is a, a potential to be a matchup nightmare, such as like a KD is. I really do think that he could be so much better with age and maturity. Um, I, I'm not on the Chet train. Like, get me off. Like, he's going to be okay. But if you want Sean Bradley with a better shot, that's fine. I don't, I, I don't want him. Oh, yeah. I I know it's early in the draft process, and I know guys have been doing this for a year, it seems like. But I, And, you know, when I make full predictions like this, they're usually way off. But I don't know how you can select anyone else besides Paolo at one. And I just think he is a for sure – like he's at least going to score. Now yeah. he competed last night against UNC and he was kind of a turnstile on pick and roll defense, but his effort is there. Uh, the one thing about him that I am nervous about is his hesitancy. Like he's thinking too much. He's hesitant yeah. about stuff. Like when they pass him the ball in the wing and he's like, should I shoot this when he should? Right. Um, and he's thinking about it, does these pump fakes and then he passes out or then he shoots afterwards is always a miss. He seems to do the same thing on defense. So I'm always I'm always a little worried about a draft guy that's overthinking the game a little bit instead of just, you know, 
a killer. Um, you know, give Russell Westbrook all the crap that he deserves for how bad he is now. But he never thought once, you know, when he was in his prime yeah. that like he never overthought anything. And maybe that was the problem with him is he should have stopped and thought some things. Um, but he was just a killer. So I always look for that in my top pick. But I just don't know how you can pick Jabari or Chet over what Bankero's yeah. ability is. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. He should be the number one pick. And if he goes third, I just think it's wrong. Yeah. But who's uh, your uh, real quick, who's your fourth guy? My be- fourth guy would probably be AJ. Really? AJ I'd Griffin. probably go AJ Griffin. Yeah. Okay. And well, I, I- with that being said, the reason I ask you that is because I wanted to have a follow-up question. So there's four teams, obviously, that you just mentioned. There's a race to the bottom three that get you yeah. know the reason is the three. If you if you're not knowledgeable of that is because they have the same odds uh, for the number one pick, right? They get the, right. They get the highest percent lottery uh, draft uh, on the draft night. So those four teams, we're going to say all four have the same ability, whatever, and you can rank these as you want, whatever, because it, it could fall. But we probably pretty much know that Houston Orlando is in, in, in the one of the top two spots. Of these four teams, where does Chet fit best out of these four bottom teams? And that is uh, the Thunder. Pistons, Rockets, and Magic. Where do, where do you think Chet does the best with who drafts him? I think the Thunder. Okay. I think the Thunder is the dream scenario for him. Is that the dream scenario for everybody? As in the other three teams drafting? Hoping no, no, no. Don't As in the other, the other three guys drafting, and the other three players of the top four. Yes. Like, I feel like the Thunder, are the, that's the easy one because you have yes. Shea there. Yes, I think Thunder is perfect for him because they're obviously not in a hurry to do anything. Um, and they want a big. And they've been trying to search. They tried with Poku, not really working out. Um, and so I think they would like Chet. Okay. And I, I just think it's the most seamless fit for him because I don't love the fit in Detroit. I just don't think he's tough enough. I don't think he fits the franchise. Like, yeah. I agree. You know, the I know bad boys is 30 years ago, but like that whole kind of moniker of being tough motor city, he just does not fit that to me. Um, so same thing with Houston. I'm not that's saying the it's the same thing with Houston too. Yeah. He they got make a sense. little swag to him. And I, I don't think he, I don't think he's swag. I just, well, they got swag and a lot of other issues, mainly mental problems, but I mean, you put Chet in that locker room with, mm. Christian Wood, KPJ, like Jalen Green, like they're going to eat him alive. <laughs> like right. that poor guy doesn't have a chance. Right. Uh, so I think the Thunder is what makes the most sense. Magic, I just don't think personnel-wise it fits for what they're doing with the year Wendell Carter Jr. had. I just think they like what they have now. Yeah. And they're just going to try to get better. Uh, so I think OKC is the only fit for him. Mm. But if they get two you know or three someone might take him there i don't know um so i I think it's the most obvious fit which is the one that never happens right but i think the most obvious fit for him is the thunder for sure you're saying he's going to detroit (laughs) he's probably going to go to detroit and be run out of town in four years and everybody's going to call him darko (laughs) skinny darko uh talking about random stuff i was gonna save this to next week but i'm just gonna go ahead and do it now because i think we got a little time to fill here i don't want it to be this short 
of a podcast. So this is, I haven't pre- prepared you for this at all. So this will be off the cuff. So good luck. Um, I have kind of narrowed down my eight contenders who I think have a legitimate shot at winning the championship. Not that they will, uh, but I, I, I've kind of figured out eight teams that I like. Um, and I think that have a real shot. And I know one of them, everybody's going to immediately kind of be up in arms with, with where they are currently. And that's fine. Uh, but I want to split it up. I don't want this to be a lengthy thing, but I'm going to give you a team and we'll kind of rotate back and forth. That's how we'll do this. Um, I'll give you a team and you have to give me kind of a one word, one sentence, couple sentence reason why that team is going to win the championship. Am I explaining that? Okay. Yep. Following that. I'm ready. I know this is uh we'll see how this works, but I was going to do this in a week in advance. Screw it. Let's do some time. We got some time to fill. We've already talked about March madness, uh, coach K standings draft. I mean, what else? We got to talk about this now. Why not? Well, the only uh, thing I'm confused about is you started off with, all right, give me one word. All right. Well, maybe give me one sentence. All right. <laughs> give me two sentences. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm allowed to do. I'm just going to start talking. And then I'm going to say period. And that's going to be my one sentence, <laughs> maybe two. Break I'm it up. Put, I'm going to start the stopwatch on my phone. You've got 15 <laughs> seconds. Uh, we're going to do this, uh, whatever that ESPN game is style, where I give points. Um, around the I, horn. Around the horn. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So you, if I give this team and you can only think of one thing about them, just say that one thing. If you've got a little <laughs> more, go for it. But this is these are teams that we think are going to win the championship, and you're going to give we're going to each give reasons why they could win the championship this year. So I'll give you your team first, okay. the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Wow, um, I'll say the reason they win the championship is because of Steph Curry coming back and being fully healthy with a team that has the likes of. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I don't, I don't love Draymond, and Clay has not looked like himself, but I think they have the chance if Steph comes back fully healthy. Mm, okay, I like it. So, team, I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give myself the. I'm going to give myself the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, I do think the Dallas Mavericks can win the NBA championship, and here's why: Luca. They have an old-school, grindy-out style, and they're top seven in defensive rating. Mm. The only struggle that they have is offense right now, but we know Luka gets going in the playoffs. He's going to actually care. He's been the, – the Clippers have been in his way. Top seven defense. That was the thing they've been praying about for two years was that it was their defense. Well, now they have it, and they play that slow, grind-out style that the playoffs comes to. So they've been playing it all year. That's why they win the championship combined with Luca. Are they better without KP? Yes. I think they are. Uh, wow. Poor, poor wizards. At least the wizards put it on the Mavericks. So at least they have something going into the off season. Right. Um, something their beat writers can write about. Uh, your second team. This is the team that everyone is going to immediately be like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Um, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Give me your Brooklyn Nets. Wow. So <laughs> I love this team because they have obviously Kevin Durant and they have they Kyrie stand Irving. up for what's right. 
Yeah, and they <laughs> they will make sure they go down without a shot. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, it will not mandate that you're... <laughs> they're not mandating that they're a championship team. We're not <laughs> mandating that they have to a championship. <laughs> I, I honestly like. I think they have a lot of guys that do good things on this team. Right. And outside of uh, KD and Kyrie, but getting Ben Simmons back, it, that literally that's a wild card because he is a great defender. And I think his defense will be much better than his offense. OK, so I think adding him to the team for defense, I think that's what they struggle at the most. So adding him as a wild card, I think they can get over the hump on offense through the playoffs. As long as they keep, as long as they make the playoffs for crying out loud, they're the tenth seed as of this recording. So, <laughs> if they can get through the play-in and actually get to the playoffs, I really do think they're very, very dangerous. Mm. I like that. I know the the thing everybody's going to push back. Well, they're going to play the Heat or the Bucks first round. The Heat aren't like, good. The well, Heat are not good. My second team, <laughs> another team that could win the NBA championship, the Miami Heat. Top four defensive rating, top six effective field goal percentage. They shoot the best from three-point line. And that seems like they've been struggling all year. Duncan Robinson's having his worst season since his rookie year or coming off his G League, whatever. Um, and they have Eric Spolstra. So I think they were all had nagging injuries last year coming off of the bubble season where they made the finals and were worn out and they were done. You saw it with the Lakers last year as well. Um, so obviously those two teams from that bubble season, Lakers completely falling off heat, number one team in the East right now, I'm buying it. I think if they're healthy, they're a very solid, formidable team. I think they could win the NBA championship, Mm. which gets us to your third team, the Milwaukee bucks. Okay. Uh, literally I can give you one word on this guy It's Giannis. (laughs) That's the only reason they're any good. Boone if you Holzer. took Giannis away from this team, do you think they make the playoffs? In the East? Maybe. Maybe. That's, they that's, might make a play-in. Maybe. And that's the maybe. thing is, it, if Giannis does what Giannis does, I feel confident that this team has a very good chance at making a run. But last year, their coach almost got fired before they made their run and won the championship. Yes. He is not a good coach, in my opinion. Ooh. And if okay. you look at this, you look at this team as they're constructed, Bobby Portis is playing out of his mind. And that's crazy to me. But they also, if if they can get out of their own way, they have a lot of guys that they can plug and play, such as a um, Pat Connaughton, George Hill, Grayson Allen. Those three do not scare me, but I think they're plug-and-play guys that can help them on their way to championship if Giannis can play out of his mind. Mm. What a strong case. I'm glad you stuck to the one-sentence format. (laughs) Um, Run-on sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I've been doing run-on sentences this whole time. Mine have been like three-paragraph answers. I'm going to keep this one short, though. The other team that can win the NBA championship for me, Boston Celtics. They've lost 10 games since January 6th. Number one defense. They know their rotation. It's their fifth year together with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's time to piss or get off the pot. 
that's my case for the Boston Celtics for winning the NBA championship, uh, which leads to the last team for you. No, I'm not going to give you the easy way out. Fans thought you'd get this team, but it's not going to happen. It's reserved for me. You get the Phoenix Suns as your final fourth team. <laughs> so the Phoenix Suns are the favorite in most people's eyes to win the West. And I think that's probably true um, overall and go actually go and pre- um, I guess and present whatever you go and represent present represent <laughs> the Western Conference in the finals. I do think that this team is very good, but I do think that they they have a lot of flaws that people aren't talking about. And so I, I, I 100% think that they will win that they will and can have the chance to win the championship. But Chris Paul has to be Chris Paul for this team to win because they cannot win mm. it on Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Mm. So not a very strong case for the best team in the league. That's going to break, what, 65 wins this week, probably? Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> maybe. Uh, but that was very strong Suns. Maybe I should have given you the Grizzlies. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but here's the Grizzlies for you, because I think this is the last team that can win the NBA championship. And you're like, wait a second. I didn't hear the Jazz. No, you heard mm-hmm. that right. You're not going to hear the Jazz, because they're not an NBA championship contender. And this was before. I made this list before what happened last night. <laughs> So here's why the Grizzlies are going to win the NBA championship. Deepest team in the league. They have a dynamic rim attacker and they're top 10 in offensive rating and defensive rating, which if you pay attention to and look back in the past history, every NBA championship team was typically in the top 10 in both. I can't ignore those markers. They have to be considered and they don't shoot well. Like they're just one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. And they're still, to me, a finals favorite. Um, so, yeah, you can say whatever you want about Jaw. I don't care. This team is for real. You just don't want to admit that Memphis Grizzlies are an actual contender. So get over it. They're on the way. Uh, so, yeah, I know you might want to add some thoughts about the uh, Grizzlies there, but you're not allowed. You're not I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on to, to Grizz901. <laughs> Check it out if you want some Grizz talk. Uh, I'm glad you took that for yourself because I get sick and tired of talking about them to the point where people are probably sick and tired of me talking about them. I need to hear a fresh voice of Homerism. Yeah. Uh, and so here I am. No, but I got, okay. I got a Go question, ahead. though. Go ahead. There's a team that oh, is Lord. set in currently fourth. Uh, fourth. Hold on. Fourth in the East. Yes. The Philadelphia 76ers, and you left them out. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to believe that Embiid is going to be healthy to average 40 points a game, and James Harden is not going to be – is all of a sudden going to buck 10 years of playoff failures and all of a sudden storm to the finals? No, thanks. I think this team is – one nagging injury away to Embiid or Harden from losing in the first round. Mm-hmm. I can't put them in there. I just don't think they're legit champions. Sorry. Uh, do you have a yeah. case otherwise? Would you actually think they could win a championship? I think they have a case because they have Joel Embiid, and that's really the only case they have. The guy is a complete menace, but in the but I also think that when the playoffs come, everything slows down, the defense picks up, 
And if you can somehow just allow him just to go for 40, as long as you don't let James Harden get open looks and Tobias Harris just do whatever he wants, I think that you can you can beat this team not easily. I think they're going to be a tough out no matter what, but I do think they have a chance. But I probably agree with you more than not because I, I don't know what James Harden's doing. If he wants to be the facilitator, then great. But if he's not, if he's trying to be the scorer like he is, this isn't the same game it was two years ago. Yeah, I'm just I'm also afraid by their depth. I mean, they get absolutely nothing outside of two and a half guys. And I like, well, I guess I should count Maxi as a full three. Three and a half guys, if I'm gonna be fair. Uh I just this scary. I just don't see it. I think they need luck if they're going to make it even out of the first round. Cause I think the bulls or Raptors could be down in the wow. first round. Wow. <laughs> I know, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, well, the jazz, since we talked about the 76ers jazz, were you surprised? I didn't say them or would you agree? I know we kind of pooped on them earlier. Why not keep <laughs> it going? Why not just like, just keep dumping on them. What is it about the Jazz? Is it just the whole Rudy Gobert team spreads them out, or is it you just think they're just not clutch? I think it's that they're not being clutch, but I think it's culture. And Mm. a lot of people don't talk about the culture of certain teams and franchises, such as the reason the Spurs are doing as well as they're doing right now. It's culture. They're saying we want to be winners, and if we get a better pick, cool, whatever. But we want to at least go out fighting. We want to create the culture of not losing. Uh, same with the Grizzlies. I feel like they did that many years ago. Um, I think in Utah, I think there's a bad culture there. And mm. that's what it comes down to me. I think there's something there, and I think they have to break up. I don't care if they make the playoffs. I don't care if they win a first-round series. This is not the team that needs to stay together going forward. They have no chance at winning, a, 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 I guess, a championship. I wanted to say a series, but I think they have a chance at a series. But there's no way they have a chance at winning a championship. No way. And, I, and that sucks for them because they have a good team. Yeah, it does suck. I think their championship hopes died, or at least their Western Conference Finals hope died when Ingles got hurt. When he wow. go, when Ingles got hurt, I thought they were – like, I knew they were done. Before yeah. that, I was kind of thinking about them making making them a dark horse fi- – making the finals pick. Not that they would win, but that they could make the finals. But I just thought Ingles was so huge to that team coming off the bench doing everything I mean, yeah. even as a secondary ball handler i mean donovan mitchell's their point guard like mike Connolly's just chilling over on the wing uh, it's just not gonna win at least yeah. more than one or two rounds like this team hasn't been out of the second round in 18 years or something like that so like I, I man i didn't want this to be a dump on utah pod but <laughs> this is kind of what it turned into welcome back to the nba everyone we talked about hating on everything and right. we are hating on the utah jazz but we're realists this yeah. is realists we're, we're not honest. hating we're not happy at their demise we want we want donovan to do well we want yeah. mike Connolly to do well but we just call it like we see it uh so I yeah see, i see you didn't mention rudy gobert <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to mention him at all because it's pointless. Everybody knows our feelings about Rudy. Uh, But, yeah, I'm curious after they lose in the first or second round how quickly Dwayne Wade sells out of his ownership stake and all of a sudden is not with the Jazz anymore. So, um, Daniel, if you've got anything else before, let's just wrap this up and go. I know it's kind of random, but we got a big pod next week. What else you got for us this week? 
Yeah, so we're going to be filling your ear holes with a lot of goodness uh, <laughs> heading into the playoffs and through the playoffs. So make sure you uh, you stay tuned to the uh, to the podcast network here with the lead. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of good things. Uh, and then as well as through the playoffs and after the playoffs, uh, we're going to make sure that Ryan gives us some good draft information. So make Ooh. sure you uh, let, let's hold him to that. Um, if you, for some reason, are a Grizzlies fan, check out Grizz901. We have a lot of good stuff coming up as well. Uh, we're going to actually be giving an episode after every game throughout the playoffs because I think it's important to do that. Uh, so stay tuned with that. As well as if you're a team of another fan, uh, come, come check us out. Uh, there's probably a team pod out there for you if you are a certain fan of a team. Yeah. Thanks for continuing to listen to Free Basketball on the Leeds Podcast Network. Like and subscribe. Rate, review. Tell your friends, as Cody would say. Uh, but we will hopefully all be back next week for a mega playoff preview, so you will not want to miss that one. Uh, so, Dan, it's good to see you again. I'm sure I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the final week of the regular season of the NBA, everyone. Yeah.